Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The most trusted voice in professional wrestling. Look at this. More than four decades behind the mic. Plain and simple. With unrivaled success in broadcasting. From ringside to the boardroom to the New York Times bestsellers list. What an impact. Keen insight with a sharp tongue. And if they're smart, they'll listen. Westwood One Podcast Network presents the Jim Ross Report. With WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross. And now, the man himself. Good old JR. Hello again, everybody, and thanks for joining us here on the Jim Ross Report. Are you ready for some slobber knocker audio? I hope so, because uh, i got two big handfuls of it right here for you today. Uh, first of all, I want to say thanks to all the fans that have made Slobber Knocker My Life in Wrestling, our hardcover book that's been uh, out since last October, uh, the number one best-selling uh, sports biography on Amazon. And that's a big deal. And I uh, only wish my wife, Jan, were here to celebrate in the moment as well. She was such an integral part of that, that, that project overall. And, of course, Paul O'Brien was uh, big time in helping coming and helping finish it out. Uh, you know, Scott Williams, God bless him, and I started, and Scott unfortunately passed away. So uh, we really appreciate everybody that, had a, that contributed to the project, especially the fans that uh, have bought the book and are still buying the book. Can you believe this, that including pre-orders and the uh, on-sale in October, which was fumbled, by the way. We were told the on-sale would be at one date, and it was like two weeks later. Books were not shipped, as they were promised. Nonetheless, all's well that ends well in this world, if you choose for it to be that way, right? Uh, the book is doing great, Amazon.com. Uh, terrific. There's some Barnes & Noble. Uh, my neighbor went to, wanted me to sign a book for her. Uh, brother who lives in Toronto, where Slammiversary will be this uh, Sunday, and she couldn't find my book in Oklahoma City or Norman at the Barnes & Noble. So I don't know what the system there is. So if anybody from Barnes & Noble is listening, you're, you're missing sales because people are coming in asking your clerks, oh, yeah, we used to have that book. I don't know why we don't have it anymore. Because you haven't ordered it. Come on. Don't be a moron. So in any event, uh, seriously, Sovereign Knocker, number one best-selling sports biography on Amazon. Amazon.com is a good place to go. And uh, so that's going to be kind of cool. Don't forget uh, to leave us a five-star rating, if you would, uh, at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to, to podcasts. Uh, we appreciate that very much. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. We've got to get to it because we've got a lot of ground to cover, Pilgrim. Here's what's on my mind. 
A lot of big news items to talk about this week. A lot of big events within the world of professional wrestling that we want to acknowledge and try to help out if we can. That's what we do here. Uh, it's not a snarky show. But I got some snarky feedback for some of the fans that went to Pittsburgh uh, on Sunday at Extreme Rules. Wait on that one. Uh, and uh, just so many things going on. It's going to be it's just, what a what a great time to be a wrestling fan, right? We say that here, and I believe that. Uh, let's go back and take a look at some of the my thoughts, quick thoughts on WWE's activities this week and Extreme Rules on Sunday. They had Raw Monday and of course SmackDown Live on Tuesday. Uh, starting with the pay-per-view. Boy, isn't it funny to say pay-per-view now when everything is so driven to the WWE Network, which makes all the sense in the world? And you know, somebody was asking me the other day, do you have that WWE Network at your house? Well, hell yeah, since day one. Because I figured that nine ninety nine a month is a whole lot better than uh, buying pay-per-views. And I mean, mathematically it is. Hell, Jethro Bodine could figure that one out. Not from not to not. So let's start with Extreme Rules. Considered by many to be an average show, but it did have some really strong moments, in my view, and also featured some, uh, some booking that might be considered a head-scratcher by some. There's always that. There will never be a show again on television or that is attended by the Smarks, or whatever they're called, young, defiant males primarily, who believe they know more about wrestling than they actually do. But I will say that uh, there was no lack of effort by anyone involved in the process, even though some of these fans and media members, by the way, uh, that isn't really uh, something mentioned. But instead, it's the, the finishes slash creative seems to take most of their time and, and uh, harvest their ire. And it seems like it's every damn week. I don't care who you are. If you're on television... With all the information that everybody perceives that they have through social media, etc., we have seen the last days of happy uh, happiness. By and large, there'll be exceptions to the rule. I get it. I saw on the uh, Observer, wrestling of Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer, that uh, the New Japan show from the Cow Palace has zero uh, dislikes on their on their uh, little poll that they do. I'm sure it's not a little poll, but a poll that they do. Uh, so that's unusual. And it, it shows that there's, there is an audience that no matter what New Japan does, by large or indifferent, they're going to like it. And I'm surprised that uh, as many people were uh, ragging on Josh Barnett and myself after that show, that there would have been more negativity from the feedback people on the Wrestling Observer. But it was not to be that I saw. And if I did see it, who cares? Uh, I enjoyed uh, Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title. The match ended in controversy. I had no problem with that. I think that the uh, rules, this reminded me of uh, Sean and Brett and their Iron Man match in Los Angeles, where we did not cover, I don't believe, during the broadcast, the, 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 what would happen if the match ended in a draw. So Monsoon comes out in L.A., they start to match, blah, 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 it, because it just doesn't seem fair to the champion that new rules are now being added when the it's the obligation of the challenger to beat the champion and win the title. One of the championship advantages that's been stated over and over during the years is that the 
there's a championship advantage. The champion can win by a draw or count out or submission. So by adding a new rule to the in the uh, equation seems kind of unfair to me and unnecessary, quite frankly. But they had a good match. Uh, I don't think I'd have closed the show with it. But I'm an old school guy, admittedly. I believe that the richest prize in the WWE, as far as a, uh, the heirloom, the symbol of greatness in the company has always been the WWE title. So, I mean, it's just a crazy thing that uh, we, we all have these different opinions. But I would have changed. I would have followed. Uh, I would have closed the show with the best worker in the business, AJ Styles, and that's not taking anything away from uh, Ziggler and Rollins. I just believe in maintaining the integrity of the WWE title, which I believe when it's booked on a card should go on last. That's a personal opinion. That's all. I wasn't real proud of the crowd in uh, Pittsburgh during the AJ Styles Rusev match. Not all the whole crowd, obviously, but some of the defiant young males probably had two had a couple beers. Can you imagine how many young guys go to these shows that are under the under drinking age and they get their buddies who are drinking age or have a fake ID to go buy the beer and they get loaded? And as the show goes on, they get more carried away, more brave. Uh, it seems that way. I might be wrong. But the crowd, they tried. I thought they tried too hard at times to hijack the, the what I still perceive the main event, AJ and Rusev, uh, made the match less enjoyable to me. It became a big issue on, on social media. So everything went away thanks to this defiance and the clock not being there. All that was that overshadowed even the match, which is an embarrassment to me, especially with AJ Styles in the match and Rusev trying to show the world, and he did, that he can be a viable title contender and a main event guy. The fans got to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that these events are for them but not about them. Come on. You say you love the business. You're passionate. It's your life. Well, then respect it. That's all. These live events on TV, everybody knows when you're on camera, they, have, they, they got it all figured out. The events are for them, but not about them. That was not the case in Pittsburgh on Sunday. Pittsburgh, you're better than that. I thought... Uh, Reigns and Lashley weren't good for me. Better than I expected, quite frankly, because their styles. I didn't know the styles would jail. They did. Nice match. Real good job. I expect Roman Reigns to win Monday night in Cincinnati on Raw and go to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. And I would simply, I'm guessing, and maybe there's going to be an off-speed pitch here on both sides of that equation. Maybe it's going to be Lashley. Maybe Lashley loses to Lesnar or Lashley beats Lesnar. I, but I think if I'm looking at it now and trying to this uh, today here at the here in July, I'm thinking that Reigns wins on Monday, and he will face uh, Lesnar at SummerSlam and beat Lesnar. We'll see the never-ending saga of the journey of Roman Reigns continues. I thought that Ronda Rousey made a, a real nice impact on, at uh, at the event. She's going to be now facing Alexa Bliss. At SummerSlam, had this crazy ass idea. Okay, we know that uh, Alexa has brought out the brilliant Mickey James as her, you know, her lieutenant, her pal, her BFF, whatever the hell it is. Uh, 
And uh, so what if uh, Alexa wanted to do a little bit more? She's smart, right? What if she did a little bit more digging? Who can I get to help be more of a physical impact? What about Shayna Baszler? What if Alexa Bliss retained the services of Shayna Baszler for SummerSlam? Because everybody knows and can see that Shayna Baszler is a badass. And she's got a huge upside in WWE. And someday the Shayna Baszler-Ronda Rousey match will be big. Just an idea. On the surface, you know, Carmella bidding Oscar surprised me and raised the ire of some, no doubt. We're going to finish. But I'm kind of confident that when all the smoke clears and settles, that the Empress will be whole once again. She's too damn good to not be. Asuka has got amazing athleticism. She's physical. She's intense. She's mysterious. There's just something exotic about her that's going to keep her coming back and back to your memory, front of mind awareness. And by the way, uh, her one loss record's not that bad, quite frankly. So we can say, well, well she lost on pay-per-views. Well, quite frankly, there's more people see her win or lose on USA Network than do on the WWE Network. If you're, if you're counting pennies. I don't think a, a tainted loss, if it's sold right by the announcers, hurts you at all. The baby face, Oscar in this case, has got an out. And then finally on uh, at Elimination Chamber, my hat goes off to Kevin Owens for doing the Mick Foley, just like it was done 20 years ago in the same city, in a building across the street, I guess, in the old igloo, Civic Arena. Uh... God almighty, that's dangerous. Well, there's no margin for error, is there? And how do you practice that? Or do you? So in any event, Kevin Owens is extremely underrated. He's a very talented guy. If I had a wrestling territory and I could hire Kevin Owens, he'd be on my uh, my most wanted list. He's that good. And uh, I, I like his work. I hope that he will be healthy enough to get back in the ring any moment. I'm sure that he will. So... Uh, Again, my hat goes off to Kevin Owens, really one of the unsung stars, quite frankly, off that one big move at the entire uh, elimination or the sorry, say elimination chamber and the entire Extreme Rules. Then moving on to Raw, I enjoyed uh, Reigns and McIntyre and Balor. Boy, those three guys are really, really good. And that's what I said before that WWE has not got their cupboards, their shells are not barren. These three guys are all so talented. All could highlight a, a, a WrestleMania, headline it. But today, I'm most excited about Drew McIntyre. He was a great guest on the show. You heard a lot of his heart, of his soul, his honesty. If you haven't uh, caught that show, go back and find it. It's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, and he's a big timer. I would think by uh, WrestleMania 2019, next WrestleMania, by the way, if you're keeping score at home, uh, Drew McIntyre should be somewhere very near the top of the card. I thought Paul Heyman's mic work, as usual, was excellent, even though the Lesnar storyline uh, has kind of taken a huge turn where we know that the fans do not want Lesnar to be the champion. They wanted Lesnar stripped. It would have been euphoric for the, uh, for the fans if, if uh, Brock Lesnar had been stripped in their presence. So... Uh, but I can tell you this, the whole story's got a, a new life now, and it's got people talking and bitching and grumbling, and what ifs, and what about this happens, what if that happens? 
So uh, that is enough to keep me interested. I hope it's enough to keep you interested as well uh, because it's going to play out. So if you can't wait to see how it plays out to SummerSlam, then what the hell's wrong with you? I think Bobby Roode would be better served, WWE, and uh, in my opinion, as a villain. Natural, body English, facial expressions, uh, everything. He's a natural heel. He should be put in his natural habitat and allowed to feed. Speaking of feeding, Mojo Raleigh took some real positive steps in the last few weeks. He keeps taking them. Uh, he's, got, he's winning consistently, and that's a big deal. And he's doing it in a very physical fashion, and that, too, has my attention. Uh, Sarah Logan defeating uh, Ember Moon on Raw, a little bit of a surprise, but a pleasant surprise. I'm a Logan fan, and I also like Ember Moon. So the, the women's uh, division continues to be very competitive. Anybody can win on any given night. I like that. I like that unpredictability. If this was in New Japan and the underdog or the one that was expected to win won, then it'd be a great booking. Oh, it'd be wonderful. Oh, they're so brilliant. It's amazing. How'd they figure that out? Uh, but it wasn't. It was a women's match on Monday Night Raw for WWE. So, ho-hum, what have you done for me lately? Sad. Sad but true. SmackDown Live. Yes, indeed, man. I'm getting overdosed here. I, wa- I watched a lot of wrestling this weekend. That's what you get when you're a bachelor now. You know, i got free time and control of the remote. The Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, Jeff Hardy scenario has my interest. I'm curious. Can't, can't deny it. It's added a personal issue element to the U.S. title picture, which helps everybody involved. Everybody wants to know, what is Randy Orton's motive? What's going on? So, uh... Good storytelling. That's, that's so far for wrestling right there. I like it. And, man, has Randy Orton been vicious. See the difference uh, in that interaction from Randy Orton and the other guys, a lot of the other guys that we see in WWE and elsewhere. Uh, Orton's uh, aggression, his ability to be snug but not kill you is just uh, amazing. Good stuff, Randy. I enjoy the AJ uh, Andre... Almost match. It was solid. Seemed like it came out of nowhere to me because I thought that'd get a bigger buildup. I like Almost a lot, as you could tell. Uh, but I think the match is kind of adversely affected with the lack of a buildup for Almost. Uh, and I think it may have affected the match. I don't know. Seemed like it might have. I love the uh, I love the facials and the body English of Miss Vega. She's she's a big plus at ringside for uh, Almost, no doubt. But again, you know, AJ, no matter who he works with, he elevates their game and, and, and maintains his own integrity. I love it. That's what pros do. That's what pros do. That's why AJ Styles is the number one in-ring performer in the world, in my opinion. Good night for Becky Lynch. She's finally back in a title pitcher, which I think is a good thing. The lovely Irish lass with the amazing cheekbones has finally moved out of being the sidekick of her friend Charlotte, which I think is a good thing for both of these talented ladies. And by the way, Mandy Rose has got a pretty amazing presence on television. Are there too many blondes, too many blonde women with long hair that seems to get longer by the week? I don't know. I like blonde women, by the way. So I don't know if you could have too many for me, but I'm sure some people are wondering... 
Are there too many? That's like I wrote a tweet the other day about men's. The, here's the profile of a men's uh, men's wrestlers. They have they have wet hair that's kind of long and stringy. They have beards. They have tattoos, and they have orange tans. Somewhere along the way, some of these guys are going to figure out that monkey see, monkey do is not really a great thing for marketing, and that exclusivity and non-duplicity is what they should be seeking. Samoa Joe is wrestling like the beast that he is. And I think Joe is a step or two away from being where many of us Samoa Joe fans want him to be. I love Samoa Joe's work. I love his character. Uh, He's a leader. He's a badass. Nothing I like better. And I would embrace him as a future WWE or Universal Champion in a heartbeat. And I I would pay money to see Samoa Joe wrestle Brock Lesnar. I know it's too late. Ship sail. I get it. It meant something to me. The Miz continues to uh, be fantastic on the mic and keeps reinventing himself. And, of course, uh, no comfort zone for the Miz. Uh, his show, his new show on USA Network starts uh, next week, next Tuesday. I look forward to that, uh, Miz and Mrs. So congratulations to them. And that's what I thought about the, uh, the three days at WWE. I watched them all in the house, you know, uh, on the WWE Network. Enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, Big news again, uh, and what's on my mind is uh, the fact that Hulk Hogan's been reinstated. I actually predicted this uh, in a Business Insider feature, which uh, was uh, probably shared on social media last year. Uh, I also appreciate Brandon Kravitz at 96.9 The Game in Orlando for having me on the air to talk about that this week. I, uh, it's not a surprise. And I don't know how, and look, what Hogan did is, is just, it's just so sad and, and unnecessary, and what a major mistake. I think he knows that. Now, somewhere down this journey of, uh, of, uh, of healing, we find out that Hogan's got a different agenda than shame on him. I don't believe that to be true, but I believe that I'm willing to stem back and let this whole process play out and see how it, how it works at the end of the day. I don't know how long we're supposed to punish somebody for, for doing something so stupid. Uh, it was stupidity and ignorance. How long to get penalized for stupidity and ignorance? It's different now than doing bodily harm to somebody. Hey, I watched a CSI uh, SUV with uh, Mariska Hargitay to understand that. So uh, we hope Hogan has a nice re-entry. I think we have a mailbag question on the, on the Hulkster today, so we'll more on him coming up. But congratulations. I'm glad he's back. Now make me really proud that you're back and do great things. He has an amazing opportunity with his influence and name identity, does Hogan, to, to leave lasting positive impressions on everybody, no matter their ethnicity. Uh, MLW, Courtney Bowers operation, uh, War Games Concepts, going to be on their, their show Thursday, September the 6th in Fort Lauderdale. All you blue-haired Canadian visitors of the summer, come on down. I'm kidding. Pat Patterson might be there. He lives in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, it's going to be at the BN Sports TV taping at the War Memorial Auditorium. Tickets go on sale this Monday, July 23rd. Uh, as mentioned, MLW hosts the much-anticipated 40-man battle riot. That's uh, on TV Thursday. And I'm sure you can see it in, in repeat as well, uh, subsequently from Thursday, July 19th, New York City, Queens, Melrose Ballroom. But here's the, here's the easiest thing to do. If you're interested in MLW... And you should be if you're a wrestling fan. 
Uh, just simply go to MLW.com for card information, building, starting time, tickets, whole nine yards. I'm excited for my friends at Impact Wrestling, Don Callis and his crew. Big team there, good team, new team. Uh, the first anniversary ever outside the U.S. It's going to be in Toronto on Sunday. And uh, it's at the Rebel Entertainment Complex. Tickets are all available online right now at shopimpact.com and at the box office at Rebel Entertainment Complex on Sunday. So, uh, and remember my friends at Fight TV. Remember when we helped launch Fight TV with our podcast a couple, three years ago? Uh, it's, uh, they're going to be carrying it live on pay-per-view. So uh, that's going to be good. The streaming app's great. It's a great piece of business there they got. Impact Wrestling will also be producing wrestling uh, TV there at the same venue the next two days after anniversary, Monday the 23rd and uh, Tuesday the 24th. I have high expectations for this uh, pay-per-view on Sunday. It's their 16th anniversary that they've been in business, I believe it was, 16 years. But good for them. And I hope they do, do well. Tessa Blanchard, by the way, uh, speaking of Impact Wrestling, signed a long-term deal. She'll be on the pay-per-view card on Sunday, one of my favorite wrestlers. She's going to be big. I'd like to see her wrestle Charlotte. Poor horseman. Little craziness. Might make sense. So good luck to everybody at Impact Wrestling. And uh, my road producer, Rafael Morphy, will be uh, the showrunner for that event. It'll be run smoothly. I promise you that. It'll be organized. And you guys up there in that neck of the woods, Buffalo, Toronto, all through Ontario, you know, go over and support these folks. And uh, tickets are available, and they'll be available at the box office all day on Sunday. That easy. The King and I are getting excited. You know, well, at our age, it helps for us to get excited occasionally. Uh, and uh, I am excited about going to Nashville with Jerry, his, that's his old stomping grounds, at Zany's on Thursday, August 16th for our, uh, our show, our stage show, uh, JR and the King, live. And uh, we're going to take your, the Voices of the Attitude Era are going to reunite. We're going to have some fun. And we're going to take your questions uh, about the Attitude Era or anything else you want to talk about. And we have a dual meet and greet. Uh, you get photo ops and, and uh, autographs and all that good stuff. I'll have my book there and some barbecue sauce and things. I don't know if the King's going to bring him his barbecue sauce or not, but I am. I am. Uh, also, so tickets, if you're looking for tickets, zanies.com. Again, August 16th, the Zanies in Nashville. August 23rd, both those are Thursdays, by the way, in uh, Rosemont in Chicagoland. And I'm uh, digging that because there'll be great food awaiting me in uh, Chicago for sure. And uh, I will report back on that. Uh, just announced, by the way, uh, the King and I will be guests on a live episode of Talk is Jericho on the mighty Westwood One. The podcast uh, will emanate live from the Jericho Cruise this October, folks. And there's still some cabins available. Uh, they're sailing from Miami to the Bahamas, round trips, cool deal, big matches. Did you see where the the, the uh, Bucks of Youth are going to take on uh, Jericho's uh, Alpha Team. I love that. That's a cool deal. The card is going to show the creativity of a lot of guys who have that creative spirit and now the ability to institute it. 
if you're a real heart diehard wrestling fan, uh, with all these, there's there's New Japan guys I believe on this cruise. There's Ring of Honor guys, uh, Impact Wrestling people. It's just going to be cool, man. So check it out. ChrisJerichoCruise.com, and don't delay, and we'd love to see you there. The King and I'll be uh, emceeing that, as I said many times. That's much akin to having Larry Flint and the late Hugh Hefner uh, as the chaperones for your kid's uh, prom. Look out. Look out in the Metroplex in Dallas this Saturday, July 21st, South Fork Ranch for World Class Revolution. I'll be there. John Hennigan, who we'll talk to later. Chavo Guerrero, MVP. Scott Steiner. Charlene Tilton, ladies and gentlemen. Little Miss Lucy Ewing, a Dallas TV fan, will be there. The lovely Angelina Love, one of my favorite competitors in the ring. The Von Erics, Marshall and Ross, will be wrestling. Iceman King Parsons will be there making an appearance. My friend Matt Stryker. And tickets are on sale at worldclassprowrestling.com. You got it? worldclassprowrestling.com, and I am assuming all day Saturday at the uh, South Fork Ranch. South Fork Ranch. Who the hell shot JR? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is pretty much everything that's on my mind. All right, ladies and gents, uh, Sovereign Rocker of the Week. Still to come. A lot of good candidates this week. But I want to tell you about uh, one of my great sponsors that I, I use and there's very few things I've ever advertised that I don't use because I don't think it's fair for me to lead you down that road if I haven't walked that road first. I really believe that. And here's the deal, folks. The truth is that most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not long enough, and forget to change our brush on time. We, we're lazy. And that's because most brands focus on selling real flashy gimmicks, a gimmick, a gimmick toothbrush. Are you kidding me? Rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes Quip so different? Well, for starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes. While uh, packing the just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Isn't that the bottom line here? Clean your teeth? Better dental health? I'd think so. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. It's that simple. Next, Quip's subscription plans are for your health and not just convenience, even though it is convenient. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule, meaning every three months for just $5. And that includes free shipping worldwide. That's a great deal. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They are on Oprah's O-List. They've been named one of Time's Best Inventions and is the first subscription electric toothbrush, ladies and gentlemen, that is accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every single day, just like me. Quip was uh, developed by a very bright Englishman, and I'll be taking my uh, Quip with me and my little shaving kit right over to London for the Comic Con. It, I never leave home without it. 
It's the best toothbrush I've ever used. And I'm finally paying attention to taking care, better care of my teeth because of the system, the system that's in place. So here is the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Ross right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. Not a bad deal. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Ross. It's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Ross. This may be the best investment you ever make. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to Slobber Knocker of the Week, let me remind you once again that uh, if you're a, if you follow Amazon Alexa, you're a user of Amazon Alexa, then all you got to do is uh, enable it to the skill at uh, my skill, which is doubtful. But you, let's just go along with me on this. Play along, will you? Alexa, enable the Jim Ross Report skill. And uh, that's all you got to do. Then when you, when you get it done, when you're, when you're in, Alexa, play the Jim Ross Report. It is that easy, ladies and gents. And then if you're a, a Google Home user out there, just say, okay, Google, talk to the Jim Ross Report. That's all you got to do. So uh, check those out and uh, jump in the modern world with us. Slobber Knocker of the Week is, uh, has, has an interesting uh, group of candidates this week, uh, including uh, one of our greatest WWE signees ever, Dwayne Johnson, known as The Rock in many circles, still. He'll always be known as The Rock. Why not? It's a cool name. Uh, the Rock visited New York uh, City's the New York University Langone Health Center, limb loss program, which is cool as hell. That's at the Rusk Rehabilitation Center to surprise patients. Earlier this week, uh, uh, following a screening of his movie Skyscraper, which I saw, and he plays a uh, amputee action hero. It's awesome. I had I love the uh, movie. I loved Skyscraper because I needed just to, that that escape. I didn't need to be thinking about everything else in my mundane life. And the movie took me out of that. It brought me into their story, and and I was emotionally invested in that. So a successful mission, and I would encourage you to see Skyscraper if you get the opportunity. And uh, our man is, uh, he killed it again. He's kicking ass. He may go down in history as the greatest action-adventure hero of all movie and film. I ain't going to bet against him. That's silly. Also, uh, in our Slobberknocker of the Week uh, Column, competition, Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, booking Madison Square Garden uh, for a live event at WrestleMania week. How ironic is that? All that, whole I just said. Did WWE and Vince McMahon create a WrestleMania? All right, we know that. So now it's back at home base. And uh, Garden, I think Garden, didn't we have the, we had WrestleMania in 1, 10, I know in 20, uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, that's my chair. It's not me. I promise it's not me. Uh, Ring of Honor uh, booking the garden for a live event, WrestleMania week in New York City. As I said, it's somewhat ironing, ironic. Saturday, April the 6th is going to be their event. I don't know when their tickets are going to go to sale. Somebody said they thought maybe August. I'm not sure. If anybody from Ring of Honor is out there that wants that mentioned or promoted, 
you might want to yell at me. Or our New Japan, yell at me. Uh, interesting time, though. If it's a New Japan event and Access TV is involved, that could be an interesting situation for yours truly. So we'll keep our eye on that. Keep our ear to the ground, as they say. Ring of Honor, New Japan. Uh, hey, they're getting out there, man. Uh, great booking for them. And I would assume that it's going to be hit up against uh, NXT TakeOver. Boy. There'll be no shortage of great in-ring product uh, in the Big Apple come WrestleMania time. No doubt about it. Kevin Owens, I mentioned earlier about his uh, courage for doing the Mick Foley in Pittsburgh, of all places, 20 years afterwards, of all times. Uh, just amazing. Again, I'm a big Kevin Owens fan, have been all, uh, all, all along. I don't worry about his physique. I could give a damn. You know, really. Because I've heard that about myself enough. Oh, JR's old and he's fat. Well, okay, I am. But I can lose weight if I wanted to. I can't get any younger. Uh, but Owens is a keeper, man. He's a big-time player. Big-time player. He makes everybody around him in the ring with him better. That's a hell of a, hell of a trait. And, of course, uh, I couldn't go without saying congratulations on the Slobber Knock of the Week to the country of France for winning their uh, second World Cup last week. Uh, young 19-year-old star. Uh, had a This kid... Uh, donates his World Cup salary, which I, I read was close to half a mil, to sports programs for, for disabled kids. And I guess you can do that when you earn $20 million a year on your club team, Paris uh, Saint-Germain. Uh, he's also the first teenager to score uh, in a World Cup final since Pele in 1958. God. I was a, I was a young kid. I was a young buck then. Uh, and Francis' manager, uh, he's a you know he's a he's an interesting cat too. Uh, he was Francis' captain as a player in 1998 when they won the World Cup. Twenty years later, he's the coach. So nice story there, and it's and it's glad that the coach is still a young dude, 49 years of age. So uh, congratulations to France. But uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do here on my uh, on my slobber knocker of the week. I got to give it to Kevin Owens. He did maybe the most memorable thing in the entire pay-per-view. He took his career in his own hands and said, I'll do it. Because he didn't have to do that bump. He has an option not to do that. Most talents don't want to not do it. it a lot of them just have the spirit of doing it or, or don't want the challenge of saying, like, you can't do it. Uh, and a lot of guys are paranoid not to do it. Kevin Owens is a keeper. I, I'm really a big fan, as I said. Uh, and he is our slobber knocker of the week. Well, Petcoon Goofy is still to come, but you're not Petcoon Goofy if you are a fan of Omaha Steaks, as am I. Summer is here, ladies and gentlemen. No doubt about that, buddy. It has been hot in Oklahoma, but not too hot to grill. And what better way to kick off grilling season than buying your own Omaha Steaks package? Grill together and enjoy 24 of the butcher's favorites with a grill-ready collection Forget this, thirty nine ninety nine. 
I got to tell you, uh, I have used Omaha Steaks for many years, long before they became a sponsor. I have long used Omaha Steaks as a great source of gifts, anniversaries, birthdays, thank yous, all kinds of things. Uh, it's just amazing uh, how many people that I've made happy through Omaha Steaks. And I make myself the happiest because I use them all the time. I cooked out uh, three times in the last week and Omaha Steaks on the menu every single time. Uh, my guests love it. I was telling somebody the other day that when I have company over now, they, they want to know what I'm cooking from Omaha Steaks. They're spoiled. I spoiled them, folks. I spoiled them, I say. I think you're going to love this package. You may ask me why Omaha Steaks. Well, let me tell you why Omaha Steaks. Number one, it, it's a, a wonderful company that gives a damn about customer service. Uh, I have never had the first problem uh, with customer service from Omaha Steaks. They have a great variety of products. I mean, you might, it might be beef you want. It might be bison. Uh, it could be uh, fresh frozen seafood, uh, poultry, pork, veal, lamb, vegetables, and desserts. Did you know that? They're not just a steak company, even though that ain't bad. Uh they, can, they give you the opportunity, folks, to customize your order. So if you really love something and you really are not that crazy about something else, then don't order, or don't order the, something else. You can customize your order and make it exactly what you want and what you need for your special occasion. And when you talk about quality, there's no higher quality across the board than you get from Omaha Steaks. So here's the thing, folks. Here's what's really important. Remember this. Listen to this. Omaha Steaks right now is giving a limited-time offer to our listeners for the summer. All you got to do is go to omahasteaks.com, type Ross in the search bar, and you can get the Omaha Steaks Grill Ready Collection for the unheard-of low price of $39.99. That's 80% off. 80% off, and here's what you're going to get for your 80% savings. Two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, four juicy boneless pork chops, ooh, four boneless chicken breasts, four all-beef Omaha steak burgers, four traditional kielbasa sausages, four traditional kielbasa sausages. Boy, they're good on the grill, too. Four award-winning gourmet jumbo franks. One Omaha Steaks seasoning packet. Plus, get four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets for free. Man, we can't make it any better than this. Again, get this limited-time package for our listeners for only $39.99. When you go to omahasteaks.com, type Ross in the search bar, and add the Grill Ready Collection to your cart. You will be so happy. You'll be euphoric. Again, for your family, for your friends, for gifts, a million ways to use Omaha Steaks and make people happy and fill them up. Don't wait, folks. You want to get this offer soon, no doubt, in time for the summer grilling season, and then grab your friends and family and fire up that grill, baby. Apparently they have a pet raccoon to come into the it's Pet Coon Goofy time, ladies and gents. And uh, before I get there, uh, remember, Dallas, this Saturday night, South Fork Ranch, Who Shot JR? We'll find out Saturday. Great wrestling show. I'll have my sauces and all the condiments, beef jerky, books, 
uh, for sale there as well. I'll be signing stuff. So uh, come on by. South Park Ranch, uh, worldclassprowrestling.com has your tickets. A lot of candidates this week, folks, for the old Pet Coon Goofy Award. Uh, the whole uh, entire uh, Helsinki in a Cage Summit, the Helsinki in a Cell, whatever you want to call it, was a cluster. The United States president and the Russian president. Look, who's zooming who here? Who's the best worker of those two? This looked bad, felt bad. It's funny how only a small group of uh, uh, the president of the United States' president uh, and his party, not even all of his party, uh, were about the only people that thought it was not embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And you just got to wonder uh, what, how this is going to play out because uh, something just doesn't meet my eye in that one. Uh, here's a dandy. This is a uh, producer, Raphael's, uh, he loves this. He's, a ba- he's our resident baseball expert because he played at Boston College. A little weird that a player who's hitting 214 for the season, by the way, uh, Washington Nationals outfielder Bryce Harper, he of great hair, is given such overhyped pomp and circumstance and fanfare during the MLB All-Star Game home run derby. He's hitting 214 now, but he's a hero. He's a star. He's got great hair. He's got great lining in his sport coats. He's lauded winning a meaningless event in front of a hometown crowd in D.C., which hosted the All-Star Game. And did a nice job, by the way. But not much is said when he dogs it. How can he idolize a guy who has nice hair and nice lining in his jackets for the red carpet when he dogs it to first base on a ground ball in New York versus the Mets last week? Bottom line is this. The entire home run derby felt force-fed and just felt like it was the Bryce Harper show. And he is going to be a free agent. So good luck, uh, Washington. And uh, now hitting, he might be hitting above 214 now. I don't know. But the guy's got to hustle, son. Don't phone nothing in. You can't pick your spots to be a player. Can't pick your spots to hustle. Big time players, the character, and not uh, entitled little rich boys. Because this kid's rich. And he's a hell of a player. He, he has a chance to be one of the best of all time. But he needs to play like that and not guys that want to be in that category and that described that way don't hit 214 come on Bryce but I do like your hair well uh, 46 year old seldom seen actor David Arquette seems to be trying to you know become an actual wrestler at least that's what some people tell me I haven't followed that closely uh, he's, he's been in a lot of independent shows lately you know after his uh, he had, a, he had a very pan run at WCW as a world heavyweight champion. Didn't agree with that. But who cares? If I, I wasn't there. It's creative again, right? So none of us agree with creative more often than not. So here I am, the pot calling the kettle black. Uh, and the word on the street is he's trying to videotape, chronicle this journey for a TV show. Wouldn't be surprised. He also wants to expose a little bit more about the back scene elements of wrestling. Goddess, we need to, do we need to know more? Do we need to know more? Are you kidding me? 
Does he want to help the business or does he want to shade the business or just get himself over? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it, and I wonder if he's trying to be another Andy Kaufman. Interesting. Might work. I don't know. But seems a little pet can goofy to me. MGM Resorts International. Well, these dudes. This is where that tragedy that those, all those people were butchered and slaughtered uh, in that deadly rampage last year from the Las Vegas shooter named Stephen Paddock. And I, uh, they filed a suit, ladies and gentlemen, against the more than 1,000 victims at their hotel facility at that concert to avoid liability. What the hell? I have, that is one of the boldest, the ballsiest legal moves play in the system to save your ass and your money than I could ever imagine. MGM Resorts uh, filed a lawsuit in Nevada and California this week against victims of the 2017 mass shooting. The deadliest, by the way, in U.S. history. So it, the lawsuit will argue that uh, MGM cannot be held responsible for deaths, injuries, or other damages stemming from the shooting and says all their claims against the company must be dismissed. I would say this to the MGM Grand. You must kiss my ass. How's that? And that's what I would say. That's embarrassing. Why well, feel now, now, you think the average guy, like you know us, listen here, want to go to, to Vegas and stay at the MGM Grand or MGM Resorts International, whatever the hell it's called? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to save their money. So somebody will send me some feedback on, on Twitter, at JRSBBQ, and will take me to the woodshed because, well, they have a right to try to save their money. No, they have a right. Yeah, they do. They do. They have a bigger right to t- do what's right. Do what's the best for those that suffered because of your lack of security, which many people are saying existed. Papa John, what an idiot this guy is. He's got a bad eye job. He looks like a phony guy. He, he's, he's created a great brand. You love what he's done. I love what he's done as an entrepreneur, but not as humanitarian. You don't bounce around the N-word uh, if you've got some character and you've got a little class. Apparently, this dude is lacking both. Uh, he's, getting a, he's getting hammered now. So... Uh, a lot of big teams, a lot of big sponsors are saying ADOs, Papa John's. I will, I will not buy their pizza either. Sorry. That's how I work. If you don't like the way somebody's doing something, the, instead of just getting on the, a platform like this or social media and bitching and moaning, I got a solution for, for, for me. I just ain't buying no damn Papa John's pizza. How's that? Now I can hear somebody from the mighty West Coast once. Oh, Jr. We just had we were this close in a deal with Papa John's. You killed it. I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest here, or not do it. Uh, and then uh, also on my list of candidates for the Pet Goofy Award, many in the wrestling business and the media, the media of wrestling, who actually thought that uh, what happened to me in the Cow Palace at San Francisco was planned. And a part of a bigger storyline. Are you kidding me? Come on. And I, I read from some really respectable, respected guys that have been doing this for a long time that cast doubt on the authenticity of what happened. God. 
I don't know, man. If something's going around, something's in the water here. How could you think that? Not true. But by the way, I am feeling better. I'm having problems sleeping, but no big deal. I've been sleeping in my chair, so that's better. I don't mind that. So um, I'm feeling better, still a little sore. Helen's 66 years old. So I think uh, I think the young lad, uh, Juice Robinson, called me 70. <laughs> Come on, kid. <laughs> I don't, don't take those four years away from me. Uh, what a hell, he had a hell of a night there. Hell, hell of a night. Got over. And Jay, uh, Jay White got over. Good, they're good kids. They made a mistake. But the first mistake was not hooking the security railing around the ring together. I don't have any idea why that wasn't done. And how that slipped by everybody is astonishing. So it wasn't an angle. It wasn't written in the show. It wasn't discussed beforehand. And I did get injured, but I'm getting better. But the bottom line at this point is not me, the injury. It's the fact that some people who I believe to be very, very smart within the business actually bought in that it was a angle. Shame on you guys. So I'm going to say this week, you've heard the candidates, Pet Coon Goofy. I am going to go this week. I'm making a decision right here, right now, that nothing can top the worldwide impact of a cluster like the Helsinki summit between Trump and Putin. Something's going to happen out of this, and you just got to wonder who's working who. And it, I just hope it ends well. I really do. So, Helsinki Summit, congratulations. You're Pet Coon Goofy. Strategy, my Oklahoma ass. Well, it's this week in wrestling time, kids. And uh, But remember, uh, before we get there, that I'm going to be in London for the London Film and Comic Con, July 27, 28, and 29. Love to see you there. I'll be there all day, all three days uh, of a very star-studded event. Uh, including my favorite female wrestler, Gail Kim, who will be there, uh, and a lot of really eclectic and name-worthy talents, wrestling talents, that you can meet, get your autographs, pictures, whole nine yards. Love to see you there. Uh, and uh, this week in wrestling, interesting things. I, I, I like the Jim Crockett Promotions uh, NWA Great American Bash, 25,000 on hand, reportedly, at American Legion Stadium. Uh 31 years ago, Dusty Rhodes defeats Tully Blanchard in a lights-out barbed wire ladder match where a bag of money with $100,000, wink, wink, was hung over the ring. That was a big deal. Here's the thing. Dusty booked that story to add a personal issue element, strong personal issue element, along with the title. The perfect combination when you could find when the stars align. I remember that show. It was it was really fun. Then 29 years ago, the Great American Bash was in Baltimore. That one by Jimmy's Seafood. My favorite seafood place in the world. Jimmy's in Baltimore. Uh, crab cake Johnny. Can't beat him, man. They've got the best crab cakes I've ever had in my life, seriously. But one thing that stands out about the Great American Bash in Baltimore was a match that was much better now, he sent us Flair and Steamboat now, five stars or seven stars or whatever, I don't know, was a tuxedo match involving Jim Cornette as he defeated Paul E. Dangerously. A lot of people thought that would be so uh, poor because of the competitors being not experienced, not really that athletic, 
And it was much better than we anticipated. And that's because you had two of the most intelligent, two of the smartest guys in the business uh, laying it out in, in Hangman and Cornette. The war games of match that year, the Road Warriors, Bobby Eaton, Stan Lanes, Dr. Destiny Williams defeated Freebirds, Michael Hayes, and Terry Gordy, Jimmy Garvin, Fatu, and Samu. So that was a, that was a nice show, too. I remember, the, but the tuxedo match kind of really sticks in my memory in a good way. 16 years ago at the Avengers pay-per-view, the great one, The Rock, uh, again, check out his movie Skyscrapers. It's really, it's really exciting. And it'll take you out of your bullshit day and put you in your mind frame that you're going to enjoy uh, during the film, the, during the running of the movie. It's just, it's just really good. Uh, but The Rock became the undisputed WWE heavyweight champion, defeating The Undertaker and Kurt Angle. And that was a big, uh, big night for the great one. July 21st, 2002. Hard to believe. Gosh, 16 years ago. Woo. 13 years ago, on uh, July 21st, 2005, uh, the great Lord Alfred Hayes passed away. I've often thought that Lord Alfred should probably be in the Hall of Fame. I still kind of think that. Uh, I had a lot of respect for Alfred as a talent. You know, we used to get wrestling out of Joplin, Missouri when I was a kid, a young man growing up, on, 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 on the antenna. And uh, Alfred was a great heel in the central states. Good talker. Tough guy, legit tough guy. Judo Al Hayes didn't screw around. We weren't always that friendly until we had an intervention by the great Gorilla Monsoon, and uh, we got it all patched up. And uh, and I have, I admired Alfred, and I never did not like him. He just didn't like me because he thought I was trying to take Monsoon's job. And uh, then we had Bobby Heenan, Alfred, and I worked uh, uh, the uh, my first big international show for WWE in Sheffield, England. Uh, that year as well, and uh, that was in ninety, that was in ninety three, I think. Yeah, ninety three. And Alfred passed away in two thousand five. Lord Alfred loved his wine and his women. Uh, the Great American Bash eleven years ago saw the cruiserweight title addressed in what would be a almost a comedy role, and I didn't understand that wholeheartedly. Because of the talents involved. Here's what I'm saying. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't get me started. You know what I'm saying. Why do people say that all the time? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Hornswoggle became the cruiserweight champion, defeating these guys. Chavo Guerrero, Jamie Noble, Jimmy Wang, Yang, Shannon Moore, Moore, and Funaki. SmackDown's number one announcer. A lot of good wrestlers there. And uh, it just, it was a shocker. But uh, Hornswoggle may be the best performer, I don't know, of the group. Who knows? It's all subjective. Is it really a right answer? But I think it, it took the Cruiserweight title down a unique road for a while. But I've always liked the Cruiserweights, and if the Cruiserweight division is in a better place now, in my opinion, than it was then. And that's a good thing. Birthday time, kids. Birthday time. Get the ice cream, the cake out. Cake and ice cream. One of my favorite things today. And, of course, my diabetes 2 issues uh, don't really embrace that. 
I can't tell you the last time I had cake and ice cream, for God's sakes. Uh, birthdays, some good ones here. We're going to be talking to John Hennigan in a few minutes. Uh, his birthday, July the 18th, 39 years old. Man, this kid. And what do you hear his schedule? We'll talk to him in a few moments. Uh, Joey Mercury was former backstage producer for WWE, former tag team uh, uh, competitor. He's now MCW with uh, a lot of the, all the great guys there in in, uh, in Maryland. Danny McDivitt and all his crew. Sean Creedle, good people, good friends of mine, like family to me. And uh, Joey do, does a good job. Hal Snow, Hal, oh Hal, he's fifty five years old this week, and uh, a good dude, great teacher, good coach. And uh, still keeps in great shape, as you can tell by his 8x10s. And he also is uh, involved in the collar and elbow brand. I, and he sent me some shirts. And I appreciate it. Thank you, Hal. <laughs> I called him, I know his name is Al. I get it. But I had, we've called him Hal for a long time, and I have no reason why, other than just basic ignorance. WWE Hall of Famer Carlos Colon, 70 years old this week. And we still haven't prosecuted uh, the murder of Bruiser Brody. Former WWE champion Jinder Mahal is thirty-three. He's just getting there. He's he's got a good he's got a lot of good years left. He can stay injury free. He's really done a good job at reinventing himself, and I appreciate that as a fan. WWE Hall of Famer and one of the greatest tag team, half one of the greatest tag teams I've ever seen, Robert Gibson, member of the Rock and Roll Express. 60 years old this week. And I remember coming to do a promo in Shreveport in, in, on a non-TV week. We're just doing the promos. The guys are coming in from some town the night before. It's on a Wednesday morning. A lot of sleepy in the eyes of these big men. And uh, Robert comes up to do an interview. We were going to talk about the Midnight Express or somebody for the, for the local inserts. And he cuts a fart, man, that would have, it would have brought tears to a glass eye. It was it was sick, and he he did it, and he moved to the other side of where I was standing. So that means when Ricky came in, Ricky Morton, he stood in the spot where the fart dropped. And so I'm trying to you know Watts is counting pennies here, every minute's money, right? And it is. So I start my interview with, well, it's a smelly situation, gentlemen. This Midnight Express issue is getting worse and worse by the week, something like that. And then it broke up the room because everybody smelt the Robert's work of art. And that really pissed me all off because now I'm, I'm screwing up for more time. But it's funny, little things you remember. Remember, I will say this. The Rock and Roll Express have no, I've never seen a tag team better. Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express goes right there with the same conversation with Patterson and Stevens, uh, Arn and Tully, all those dudes. And I'm leaving out a ton of guys. Because in that era, tag team wrestling was main event stuff. Tag team wrestling could be uh, used to sell, to sell a lot of tickets. And it seems like right now that tag team wrestling and the smaller guys, cruiserweights, or junior heavyweights, whatever, uh, not so much. Not so much. Not, that's not a good thing. Uh, the late Bob Morton Sr. would have been 89. Man, he's a, like the secretariat, right? His son. Uh, Bob Wharton Jr., his grandson. We talked about Randy uh, a little earlier. Good genes, everybody. Good genes. 
I went down to Dallas one time to an event, and there was a loser league town match, and I think that uh, Bob Sr. was a, under a mask. I think now. But here the story is this. It was a loser league town match, and when my buddies and I, uh, we were working and doing some construction work, that we uh, we noticed a, a U-Haul. <laughs> a U-Haul trailer was attached to a vehicle. And so when the matches are over, we kind of hung around in the shadows like, you know, goofy marks and whatever that word is really means. But we were just, you know, interested fans. We kind of could get our own way. And guess who drove away in the U-Haul? The guy that lost the Loser Leaf Town match, Bob Wharton Sr. Well, that would kill Cowboy. Oh, you got a kayfabe, you son of a bitch. It's also Dr. Sean Stasiak's uh, birthday, a.k.a. Meat, 48 years old. So it looks great. He's a chiropractor uh, in the Dallas Metroplex. And uh, wouldn't mind seeing old Sean sometime down there on one of our trips, like this Saturday at South Fork Ranch. Fandango's 31. I love this kid's upside. I really do. I have for a long time. I want to wish him a get well from this recent surgery. I think he's got significant upside. I really do. He's a good-looking kid, athletic, tall enough to work with anybody comfortably. And then you got uh, one of the greatest of all time, folks. His birthday's coming up this weekend. The great Shawn Michaels. 53 years of age. I mentioned Robert Gibson earlier. Uh, when Sean got in the business, when Jose Lothario got Sean booked for Cowboy Bill Watts in Mid-South, Sean rode with Ricky and Robert. And I swear to you, I really believe, and I think Sean would agree with this, that him traveling with Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express, was a great uh, learning experience for him. Those car trips could be classrooms on wheels. I don't know... And I might be wrong about this. I'm not sure that we get that classroom environment as much now. Because guys now, get they know what they're going to make, by and large. The pressure of drawing or getting better is kind of lessened. And back in those days, with the rock and roll, or riding along with Shawn Michaels, uh, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta keep fresh and new ideas because you're only getting paid on what you draw. So Shawn's 53. As good as I ever saw in my life, really and truly, as good as I ever saw in my life. And I'm so blessed that I was able to see uh, in their real prime, uh, like guys like Flair, who I exchanged some I'll tell you about that in a minute, uh, and, and Sean. Gosh, what, what a run I had with talent. I got the right place at the right time. Pretty, really lucky. Very blessed. So, uh, also, this weekend, David Von Erich would have been 60, if you can believe that. 60 years of age. Amazing. He was a, he had a great mind. Would have been an NWA champion, no doubt. Would have been a great booker, no doubt. Uh, he's missed. Left us way too soon, and un unnecessarily. And then, uh, the oldest birthday we celebrate this week, 95 years young, it was would have been the great Mula, Lillian Ellison. She's a Hall of Famer. You know, she's been positioned everything from a saint to the Tony Soprano of women's wrestling. I guess it just depends on, you know, your own interaction with, with Mula. I was, I've never been a woman, believe it or not. I've never been a wrestler, believe it or not. 
uh, I know that's really challenging to perceive, me being a female wrestler, but uh, I always treat people how they treat me. It's real simple, very simple. And she treated me fine. I was always darling. And she remembered me from Leroy McGurk's wrestling office, things of that nature. So no issues with me with Moolah. Leroy would say, hi, Moo. <laughs> I remember those days so well. On Monday, July 23rd, the great Zack Sabre Jr. will celebrate his 31st birthday. And may I tell you something, folks? If this son of a gun can stay healthy, the sky is the limit for him. I promise you. He's got it. And he, he proves that you don't have to be a, uh, a muscle and fitness cover model to get on uh, to be a star. He's athletic. He's in great shape. Uh, I really love watching him compete, perform. Really good. Zach Sabre Jr., if you have a great uh, birthday. And if you're in London on the 27th, 28th, and 29th, come see me at the London Comic Con. Uh, the late Pero Aguayo Jr., he would have turned 39. Isn't that something? He, uh, his birthday would be Monday. A really charismatic kid. He tragically passed away in the ring a few years back in Mexico City. In Mexico, a freak injury. Uh, just sad that some of these things happen. That's life, right? This is not just wrestling. It happens every day. And then finally, we end it with a beautiful note. We end it with a, a very sexy note. Because on Tuesday, Tori Wilson will celebrate her 43rd birthday. And I will guarantee you, she is the most beautiful person to celebrate a birthday this week on the Jim Ross Report. The cake is on me. Look at this! All right, uh, here we go. Hey, wh- what time is it, Stu? It's, uh, it, uh really, uh, Calgary, it's uh, mailbag time. And it's mailbag time here, by the way, sir. And folks, remember, you can uh, email us uh, at the Jim Ross Report at gmail.com uh, and submit your questions for this portion of the program or suggestions or guest ideas or topic ideas, whatever you want to throw at us at the Jim Ross Report at gmail.com. And thanks, Stu Hart, for dropping by. Love, Stu. Uh, from Aaron in Green Bay. Hey, Jim, I uh, just wanted to see if you heard the quick shout-out that Joe Rogan gave you on his podcast. Just a couple of nice things about your sauce. I did not, but I'll reach out to Joe and thank him. He's got a hell of a podcast. I can only aspire to be uh, Joe Rogan someday, the other JR, the big JR in podcasting. We're getting there, Joe. I love Joe Rogan's work, too, by the way. I didn't hear it, but I'll uh, thank him. Mark Golden wants to know, please book my favorite tag team, The Revival. I'd love to hear them talk uh, with me, and I would love to talk to them. Here's the thing about those interviews. I need to do that where I get them in a the studio because there's two of, two of them, one of me. And on the phone, you got to make sure everybody's on the same page. It's hard. It's really hard. And so, uh, But I, I love the idea, Mark, and we'll try to do that somewhere down the road when we can – Get those two uh, lads uh, in a room with me, and we'll chop it up for you. And this from Craig Briscoe in Jackson, Tennessee. I wonder if he's uh, any relation to the world-famous Jack and Jerry Briscoe, the Chickasaw Native Americans from Oklahoma. But Craig lives in Jackson, Tennessee, the same town as my friend Steve Beverly. He says, uh, I understand WWE Universe's desire to reject what they feel is being force-fed to them. However, from my my viewpoint, Roman Reigns gives 100% effort in every match he's in. 
He has the look, the genes, and from what I can tell, the talent to be a legend. What am I missing? I don't think, Craig, you're missing anything. I just think it's, a, it's almost like uh, when Angle comes out, it's, you know, you suck, Cena sucks. Uh, I think people think it's the thing to do, and they're not hip or cool if they don't do it. As evidenced by the crowd looking to do a hostile takeover uh, in Pittsburgh on uh, Sunday night. Didn't what too crazy about it. So I don't think you're missing anything, Craig. I just think it's a, a, a topical thing, and people think it's cool. And I, that's the best answer I got for you, because I don't know why it would be. And nobody can tell us why exactly it is. We all got a theory. So, uh, and that's all it is. Let it play out. And um, I had a little experience in talent relations. I would have no issues hiring Roman Reigns today, even if I knew what adventure would be ahead of us. He's that big a talent. Mike in Toronto wants to say hello. Hi, Mike. My question today regards Hulk Hogan. Now that it's official, WWE has announced his reinstatement to the WWE Hall of Fame. What role will Hogan have going forward? Well, I'm uh, sounding like a, an asshole here, but he'll probably have a Hall of Fame role. PR, uh, you know, he's uh, got a lot of ground to cover. He's got some fences to mend, some bridges to repair, but that can be done. I don't see him wrestling again. He's 65 years old. Now, I'm not knocking the guy. It's like, well, JR, look at you. Look, I'm not Hulk Hogan. Never even played him on television. I would see Hogan, maybe, could Hogan have a one-off somewhere? Of course he could. Where would you do that at? Well, hell, you do it in New York City at WrestleMania. That's what you do. But is that what you really need to do? He's not, he's not a hundred, you know, he's bad back. He's a, he's a war horse, man. He's been, he's been battered and beat up. So I think he'll be more of a PR role, but I'm glad he's back. And uh, gives him more motivation to make himself better, without a doubt. So thanks for your question. Uh, Kenneth Clark wants to know, uh, well, his question is, do you feel the booking of Oscar as of late has been poor? It's been uh, controversial, no doubt about that, Kenneth. Uh, I don't believe that a fluke loss is, sets anybody back to a place they can't recover from whatsoever. Uh, and I, I think that the fact that one of the things that maybe hurt Oscar uh, was that if she had lost to someone that the fans believed to have more credibility in the ring bell to bell than Carmella is perceived to have, whether that be right or wrong, uh, there'd be less of this, uh, you, know, you know, pissing outside the tent thing. Uh, so I think that Carmella in the post-game show that I watched at, on the Extreme Rules, she, she inadvertently gathered some go-away heat. She was over the top. Uh, it was awkward, in my view. Uh, I understand. I appreciate her enthusiasm, but she needed. She kind of got uh, into business for herself. It seemed like, and I think that kind of turned some people off. It didn't. It didn't sound really WWE ish. And I like. Hey, this young woman has improved a lot. She's got a great look. Really does. She loves being a heel. That means a lot. So this is not a knock on Carmella. It's just the fact that everybody had this wonderful expectations of Oscar, who just a few months ago at WrestleMania was in one of the most desired and eagerly anticipated matches of the night against Charlotte. So uh, I think the go away he'd had had an issue there with uh, Oscar being you know looked at this whole situation looked at so negatively. Uh, and there's a fine line, folks, between uh, villain heat and go away heat. Fine line. 
And I think that we saw that the other side of that line, not the good side of that line, in the Extreme Rules postgame show. She might have been just a little bit over the top. That's all I'm saying. But I think that Oscar is a, is a gem. Uh, she's exotic. She's a battler. She's a, she's, a, she's a real keeper. And I think the cream will rise to the top. I'm very optimistic about a lot of things in life. But I really believe that Oscar uh, is, is going to be in fine shape in the, over the long haul. Please be patient. And if you can't be patient, then just change the goddamn channel. And finally, from Chris Hathaway in West Covina, California, he says, Hey, JR, I was wondering, are you and the King planning on doing any shows or meet and greets in the Los Angeles area in the future? Uh, absolutely. And old Chris also says, P.S., uh, loves our show, and thank you for being in New Japan Pro Wrestling on Access TV. It's my honor. I appreciate the work, and I re respect the talents and the brand and the network. It's just uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky got to be booked, happy about it. So uh, the answer is yes. We do plan on playing in the Los Angeles area. Uh, we should know soon. You'll be the first to know, Chris. I'll, I'll probably try to have it right here on the show when we get all that stuff finalized. Until then, uh, J.R. and the King live in uh, Nashville Zanies, August 16th, and the Rosemont Zanies, August 23rd. Love to see you there. And that is this week's Mailbag. <laughs> You know, a lot of times we talk about the busiest men in show business, the busiest men you know. If you can tell me somebody that's busier uh, than John Hennigan, you might know him as Johnny Impact. Hell, he may be known as Johnny Survivor before it's all said and done. I don't know. But this weekend, he's going to be known for being all over the country, including I'll see you on a Saturday, John, in, in uh, at the South Fork Ranch. How are you doing? And by the way, congratulations on getting married. It's a little bit bigger issue than where you're booked. Congratulations. You know what? You uh, you know. Thanks, John. Uh, yeah. Um, nothing. Uh, I don't think anything in life is as important as uh, getting married. It took me a long time to find Taya, really, and Kira. But um, I'm glad I did, and we found each other at the right time. And uh, I'm probably more excited about that than anything else. As as you should be, young man. As you should be, you had you had good raising because you got your priorities straight. Uh, and by the way, your your bride is also a competitor in the ring, and uh, so can we expect to see maybe a mixed tag match somewhere down the road? <laughs> I love doing stuff in the ring with Tanya. She's uh, she's talented as far as a mixed tag down the road. Absolutely. Um, we actually wrestled each other last week in a first ever husband <laughs> versus wife dirty dishes oh. match. For a promotion oh. called Nuclear Heat, <laughs> um, but she will also be at the uh, the show this Saturday, the Wrestling Revolution show at South Fork, the yeah. place that uh, they filmed at Dallas, which is All exciting. Right. This is the first ever show that's going to be filmed on at that ranch. I'll be there too because you can't have who shot Jr. without Jr. being there, right? <laughs> that's about as organic a booking as you can make. You know, who I shot Jr. Uh, Nobody I'm over here. <laughs> Uh, it's still, I'm still here, believe it or not. Much to the chagrin of some of our hardcore New Japan fans, but I'm still here. You work for Ray Mysterio's uh, Aero Lucha promotion this year. You, you're right. on Wednesday nights on, uh, on 8 p.m. Eastern on Lucha Underground on the El Ray Network. Tonight, uh, actually, you one of my, my best matches of the season on, on Lucha Underground. It's uh, Johnny Mundo versus Deborah. First time ever in a one-on-one -on -one match against him. And um, if, if you're a fan of Lucha... 
a fan of wrestling, I think this is tonight's episode is one you don't want to miss. The the uh, debut episode always drops on Wednesday night, folks, eight o'clock Eastern time on uh, the L Ray Network. Uh, I'm a big fan. I like Vampiro and Matt Stryker together. I think they are just perfect for that show. And of course, uh, Chris Joseph, DJ, one of my old WWE buddies, does a good job there too. And then you uh, you've been on MLW's Fusion TV show on Friday nights. You're going to be uh, in Queens this Thursday for one of their big TV right. tapings. We're here right now. Actually, we're um, we're, we're doing some uh, some pre dates and tapings for MLW here in New York. There's a there's a bunch of great guys all uh, all here. I don't want to give away any surprises, but um, MLW is picking up a lot of steam, and it's a really fun show. Well, you might as well give away some surprises, John, because you know it's going to be leaked, and uh, everybody will get a scoop on the internet. Not, I don't need it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I really am <laughs> kidding. I don't need to know. I want to watch and be surprised like everybody else. Right? Why not? Yeah, uh, uh, but there's uh, so much stuff going on. It's hard to keep track of everything, anyway. It's exactly what. How have your experiences been in MLW? Because you've been there almost since the court kind of got it rolling. Uh, what's the, that's just a, that's a better question. What's the difference in your opinion of this wrestling television show and others that you wrestle on? Since since I started at MLW, it's it's pretty cool because I haven't been at every single show, but I've I've been there. I've been here from the beginning. And I've seen the evolution of uh, of the show. And um, the first the first one that I was on I had an awesome match: me and Shane Strickland versus Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen. The, they did a good job filming it. It was professional, but uh, you could tell that it was a fledgling promotion. Um, I come back, and now they've got MLW banners. Uh, they've got a I want to say a ten camera setup. It seemed like at that Guilt Night Club in Orlando. And now here we are in New York, gearing up for the first taping of MLW in New York. And they've got a, an entire room filled with production equipment, uh, a staff of writers, producers, agents. And um, I think one of the things they're doing right is um, involving <laughs> involving guys like me, but, <laughs> but involving guys like Kevin Sullivan, Bruce Pritchard, Alex Greenfield, um, and, and Court, Tommy Dreamer, myself, a lot of like a old school wrestling minds that understand the business and then adding in your uh, your new school guys, your your Sandy Callahan's, your Shane Strickland's. And um I think the best wrestling is a blend of old school and new school and that's what's happening at MLW. Yeah, I think you're right, John. I think you're right. It's like the universe is not only geographically bigger than it's ever been in our in my lifetime as a fan. Which supersedes your lifetime as a fan because I'm a hell of a lot older than you. Uh, <laughs> right. But but the uh, the issue is is that it's not a it's not just a uh, there are three uh, three items on the buffet. You got to have a few more items anymore to get everybody to come and want to graze and, and partake. You know. I think that's a, a great analogy. A great way to explain it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad that, uh, of course, using uh, Lowkey. Lowkey's been one of the more underrated guys. I don't know what the hell happened uh, along the way. He's just too good not to get some recognition and get some some TV time. Uh, and I'm sure you'd agree because you guys have got some. You got an outing with him coming up, and that should be one hell of a match. He's uh, he's the current MLW champion, and um, the the match tomorrow night is me versus him. And I couldn't agree with you more. I mean. You hear the term uh, overlooked, underbooked, uh, thrown around in wrestling a lot. But when you, when someone says to me the name Loki, I mean, he's someone that's been around forever and has been on top of his game 
forever. I mean, the stuff that he was doing with Amazing Red and Ring of Honor 18 years ago is uh, is still cutting edge. If you look at what he did then um, and compare that to what guys are doing now, he was so far ahead of his time then, and he's still performing at that high level now. It's, uh, it's almost unbelievable to think about his body of work. I've always thought that low-key would be a great voiceover guy. He's got those big pipes, you know. And he doesn't yeah, look I, like I, his... I swear, I, I asked him, like, uh, last time I was talking to him, I asked him, if I told him if I ever did another Boone the Bounty Hunter movie that he needed to do the trailer voice for it, because I, I couldn't agree with you more. He's got, it's very distinctive and, and memorable, which is what you want to have as a broadcaster or a talent where you're using your voice is to be able to cut through the clutter cut through the yeah. bullshit, and so you can be heard in your message. If it's the right message, then it can be potentially retained. S- simple deal. And and, um, and there's a ton of people that imitate Loki, and I think, uh, I, I believe imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, because his, his voice is something that sticks with you, and uh, yeah. I think it's a great asset for him. He's, he's a good guy, and I know a lot of folks are talking about the battle riot match, 40 guys, and it's kind of got a Royal Rumble feel. Doesn't matter, but it's, it's a unique. Forty guys. It'll be a first ever situation for fans there, and I hope folks will check it out. MLW.com is how to get tickets. And then I'm going to see you in uh, Dallas on uh, Saturday night at the South Fork Ranch. Miss Lucy, the darling of the Dallas television show, will be making an appearance uh, at the event. I have no idea what she's doing. She will not um, be giving. She will not be giving me any bumps. I can promise you that. <laughs> She seems very comfortable in the uh, in, in the promo advertising the show. Um, she yeah. clearly knows what she's doing in front of the camera. I gotta hand it to uh, to Jerry Bostic because he definitely thinks way outside the box. And um, for to put on a show called Who Shot Jr. at the Dallas Ranch, it uh, it seems like such a great idea. I'm surprised no one has thought of it before. But it also to me when I when Jerry called me and told me about it, I thought you know what. This is classic Jerry. <laughs> this is exactly the kind of thing that you would think up. Some some crazy scheme that I think is going to turn into an amazing show. I hope so, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. I'm sure as will you. I'm going to be selling some 8x10s and a barbecue sauce and jerky and all books and all those things. And they they always I make room. For, <laughs> good. I'll take care of you. And they, hey, they have a nice... Uh, they have nice areas for merch. You can, the fans can come and interact with the talent. They can buy things and, and have a little chat and then enjoy the wrestling show. And it's it's a family-type environment as well. It's not going to be, you know, uh, blood and guts and profanity. Just not That's not what they do. And uh, so it's going to be fun on Saturday. I look forward to seeing you there. I've always wanted to go there, and you know, and uh, since I was, you know, watching that show on television during its first run, it was pretty cool. It's awesome to go there under these uh, these pretenses too, because I feel like we're going to really get to experience the South Fork Ranch in a unique way. And then, like yeah. you said, this is a family show. Um, Wrestling Revolution is family entertainment, and to get a chance to see South Fork in the context of a wrestling show might be once in a lifetime. I agree with you. WorldClassProWrestling.com, folks, has your tickets, and they'll be available on Saturday at the South Fork Ranch as well. But if you want to get them in advance, it's not a bad idea, WorldClassProWrestling.com. And I see on uh, the 22nd on Sunday, good Lord, man, uh, you're going to be in Toronto, and we'll be uh, throwing out the first pitch for the Blue Jays game at the Rogers Center, the old Sky Dome, where the site of WrestleMania Eight and eighteen, I guess. I'm a little bit nervous about the first pitch. Have you ever, have you ever YouTubed um, worst first pitches? There's some. Uh, there's some pretty bad first pitches out there. <laughs> yeah, there are. 
I uh, looked at that. I did. I looked at that as a, I think maybe a mental masochist or something. I looked at it before I threw my first pitch out uh, in uh, West Virginia about uh, a month or six weeks, eight weeks ago. Right. And I just I figured here's what I'm going to do. I want I want to simply they want you off the mound because the mound's precious and I get it. Okay. So yep. you're, you're you're you don't have to throw it sixty feet six inches. You stand in front of the mound, and so I decided, John, I want to throw a knuckleball. When I used to umpire college and high school baseball, sometimes I'd throw the ball back uh, to the pitcher with a knuckleball, and they'd look at yeah. me big eyes like you know, hey, the old dude gets it type thing, you know. <laughs> so I, I stood yeah. in front, I, and I threw my knuckleball. I said, well, it's either going to be feast or famine. If it, if I get near the catcher and he catches it, then I'm going to be a hero. It's going to be, look great. Like, I, you know, right. I know what I'm doing. And if it looks bad, they're just going to say, well, that's just JR. He's an old wrestling guy. Hell, he don't anything about baseball. Just let it, let right. it go. You know, so uh, I had an out. <laughs> it went fine. Yeah, it went good. And uh, so I, I had, I just only suggest play a little catch with somebody before you go out there so you don't screw up your shoulder. And believe it or not, yeah. shoulders and elbows can be done if you try to throw it too hard. And I wouldn't try to throw it too hard if I were you. Be accurate. Accuracy is better than, than the heat. I, I can't help. I keep uh, I keep thinking about that movie Dave, where uh, Kevin Klein threw out the first pitch. Yeah, and it was just like a perfect strike. Um, for some reason, I have that's what I want to have happen in my head. But um, I, I agree with you. I, I think I should probably just keep for a safe uh, a safe throw that makes it all the way to the catcher. Yeah, yeah. No, no short hops. No short right. hops in Toronto Sunday at the ball at the ball game. Uh, so you got a busy day. You got a, you're busy every day. Do you? Does your wife help you with your schedule? Um, it hasn't really been as much of an issue uh, previously as it is now, and I, I, I might even venture to say that that probably stands true for a lot of professional wrestlers in the business because there's so much different stuff going on right now. Um, she is usually pretty busy with her own schedule. <laughs> so busy that mm-hmm. um, she doesn't have a ton of time to help me, but we do both try to uh, get on as many of the same shows as possible. And in, in wrestling, sometimes that's not possible. So I feel like it's nice. Maybe about half the time we're, uh, we're at the same spot. And then the other half the time we're, we're wrestling in different cities and uh, just, uh, just doing that wrestling hustle. Yeah, no kidding. I hear you. Chase the chase the money, man. Chase the green. Uh, are you guys still based yeah. in Cali? Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> we're we're living in Sherman Oaks, which is in the valley. Um, mm. We're uh, we're in a nice spot with a uh, with a couple other uh, pro wrestlers. We're all chipping in on this house. Um, we got a wrestling ring in the backyard. We got a bunch of stunt weapons and movie props all over the place. That's and awesome. uh, she. Uh, I think she's ready to move into our own place. <laughs> after uh, after we got married, she was like, "Okay, we've been a uh, we've been in like Never Neverland for two years. Maybe it's time to grow up." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, let me, I'll talk to her Saturday for you. Don't don't get in such a big hurry growing up, because she may. Hey, she may be hinting it's time for to, to enlarge this family here. You know. Oh, well, I know. Um, the, the, well, the it's at some point. That's that's uh, that's part of the plans. I've I've always wanted to be a, a father. There you go. Nothing like it, man. But I'm going to tell you, uh, as we start this conversation, and considering my uh, uh, situation of a year ago when my wife was killed in an accident, uh, there's, nothing, there's nothing like the uh, relationship that a man and a woman, or that the significant others can have. 
I got to grow out yeah. of the man or woman. It might not be. A, it might be a man and man or a woman and a woman, and that's fine too. It really is for me. I don't care. Right. But for my, from the team I played on was to have that woman in your life. And when my wife, uh, all those years of, when I was in charge of talent relations and working on the air and multitasking in WWE, uh, she was there, man. And having her there uh, in that regard was a life changer for me. And I'm sure that this is a situation here where your wife understands the business and she understands your ups and your downs, your good moods, your bad moods, when you're sore, when you're hurting, uh, all these things. It's just a great way to communicate. She understands who you are, and I'm sure it's reciprocal. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you couldn't explain it any better. And, and I remember uh, meeting Jan on the road, I don't know, dozens of times. And I'm um, always, always feeling like you were one of the guys that really did it right because you had a true partner. And um, oh. and, and you're right. Like having somebody that has your back like that and understands you is, uh, is the most important thing. Couple of topics, and uh, thank you, John. She was a good woman, better than I deserved, and she's irreplaceable. So I just quit trying. I just quit. <laughs> not, I really, uh, you know, I'm thinking, well, I'll, I met her by accident, and maybe I'll meet another person. But you know, I don't have the fire. I don't have the fire to. It's got to be the right deal, and you know how that stuff goes. You you find the right person, and sometimes you're not even yeah. looking. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, uh, I want to ask you a couple of wrestling, other wrestling things. So we've got your schedule. It's crazy. It's intense. Uh, what about uh, a couple of things? What do you think the and you're as a wrestler from your perspective, from your eyes? What is the primary difference in the bell to bell application of a WWE match, even a high level match, and the bell to bell application of a New Japan match, or 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 anybody else? It seems like New Japan right now is the, is the darling. They're trying to grow their brand. They're trying to enlarge it in North America. We just had the San Francisco thing here a while back, and at the Cow Palace, and they're you know they're looking to grow and so forth. But what makes their brand different than other product? Or so or is it? Or is this? Is it the booking? Is it the talent? Or what, what do you think it might be? You know, that's in a lot of ways that's a million dollar question, isn't it? Because if you can pinpoint what it is that makes a brand uh, catch fire and get gets people excited then um if you can replicate that then you'll then you'll have a hit in your hands um i think for me the, the talent of new japan and the different type of structure from your traditional wwe match um it's hard to say specifically but i've noticed that uh, <laughs> the, the specifics is, that stick out to me as a pro, as a, as a wrestler when I'm watching, they don't uh, they don't cover quite as much. Um, the emphasis is still on winning because I feel like that's always important in pro wrestling. But um, a false like a, a, some, something that uh, might not beat a person in New Japan isn't always like uh, jumped on by the opponent to try to get a win. In WWE, I think they do that more frequently. Um, a lot of the new fan matches, the big ones especially, seem like uh, they get more time. Um, Okada Omega, for example, is a, is a good example of that. They, they give those guys so much time. And I remember reading an interview about um, whether or not Okada wanted to go to WWE. And he said that um, he didn't think he would fit on WWE television because of the style of match that he likes to have. And that's something that requires more time to tell a longer story. Mm -hmm. 
It's hard, man. I, I, uh, this is a good question, Jay. It's hard to try to just think of a bunch of stuff off the top of my head. No, it is. A, it's a it, it's an intrigue. I, I had a conversation with Sean Waltman this week on uh, text. Which I'm embarrassed to say. Why didn't it pick up the phone and call him? I don't know. You know, jeez. So, uh, I, I I asked him that question too, and he's he kind of he I don't he didn't have an answer, a concrete answer. He ironically said he was talking to Steve Austin about the same question I had not talked to Steve about. It's just one of those topic, one of those things, you know. I think it has a lot to do with the. It's like the the booking, the coaching, and the management of the talent is. Very unique in New Japan. And like you said, they don't overdo false finishes. Right. You know, when you get into a situation where, see, I don't understand sometimes when a guy goes for a cover, why do you have to even let him get one? Why can't you kick out right away when you hit body, when you feel body on body, get out of it? Because in amateur wrestling, you would, because there's only a one count in amateur wrestling. So I think sometimes the overuse of uh, false finishes kind of takes the edge off when it's. When it's, you're going home, and the false finishes need to mean more. That's my, that's my take on it. False finishes are an interesting thing about this. And the other thing is that they they don't forget what hurts. If a big move is taken, they don't re, they don't recover in 30 seconds. They they sell it. That, I, I, I totally agree with, and I think that's a big part of the the needing like the, the example Okada gave about maybe not fitting into WWE programming because it's hard to. Uh, Tell a story like that in a in even ten minutes for a, yes. for for me to really get invested in, in 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 a match when you're telling some kind of story where some guy's got an injured leg or um, a neck, whatever it is. If uh, if you have that that much time to keep going back to that body part and um, almost go old school with the story, the, the uh, that old school psychology of find a target on a person and once you have a weakness exploited then um, then it becomes more interesting that's what you would do in any other sporting endeavor you'd exploit mm-hmm. the weaknesses or perceived weaknesses of your adversary so let's say the second we're playing football the secondary is not very good so I guess I'm going to try to throw the ball on their on their lousy ass secondary that's what you would do yeah. if it was real and and in, I just think in that, boxing if a guy gets cut yeah, yeah. Um, yep. over Go for his it. left eye yeah, you know, you're going to start throwing your right hooks because you can't see him coming. One of the topical things, I don't know how well you know him or not, uh, Roman Reigns is has been booked in a unique way. This whole Brock Lesnar thing has been somewhat uh, unique as well. Now, I know from my 40-plus years in the business that the boys talk, and they talk about the business and, you know, things of that nature, which is good. Uh What's the scuttlebutt on this? Or what do you get from some of your guys that you might talk to about uh, items of the of the world of wrestling? And and as much as, what do you do with Reigns and Lashley on Raw Monday? And if, if and who wins that match? Is what I'm asking. And then they're going to the winner's going to face Lesnar, which I assume will be Lesnar dropping the title. I don't know. And and the, and because we're all saying that he might not I don't have a clue but how do you how do you dress as a booker or a creative guy and you're damn sure creative how do you address the Roman Reigns situation you know it's a that's a tricky one and I feel like um, he was a, a victim of uh, the John Cena syndrome a little bit and by that I mean when when John started he was pushed so hard so fast for so long it was perceived that he didn't deserve it originally 
And um, now he's grown into one of the greatest workers of all time, I believe. And I would say kind of the same for Roman. Um, when he started, he was uh, he was pushed really hard, and fans had like an adverse reaction to that because he's standing there in the ring across from, uh, I don't know, AJ or Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens or somebody that has been perceived to have fought their way up from the Indies and scrapped and fought for every, every little thing they could get. But now he's been uh, working on top for so long that uh, he's grown into quite a quite a hand in the ring, I believe. I do too. Also, I feel like he's, uh, from my perspective of people that I talk to, he's pretty well liked in the locker room. Um, and now he's got the stigma from a from all that and it's kind of become cool I believe for like the fans to <laughs> to boo Roman or be bored by Roman which um, absolutely absolutely that's that's it man you got it right yeah. there you got it it's cool to like boo him right and it was it was like a, maybe he deserved that like five years ago but I don't think he deserves it anymore now but now it's a situation that's tough to deal with okay I'm watching Pittsburgh's uh, pr- uh, presentation of uh, Extreme Rules on Sunday uh, and Kurt Angle is one of the biggest heroes in that city's history. Right. Uh, and, they, and they love to say, uh, you suck to his music. You suck. Right. So I don't believe that they think he sucks in his hometown where he won a representative city in the country winning a gold medal. I don't think they, they think he sucks. I think they think it's cool to be heard from them that he sucks. It's what they think oh, yeah. they should be doing. It's the thing to do, in other words. I, I totally agree. And in that, in that specific case of Kurt Angle getting the USAC chance, I almost feel like the, the fans are chanting that extra loud because they feel like it's half, half-ass what Kurt wants. <laughs> and um, they, they want to make noise for him because you're right, I think he's the biggest cheer that Pittsburgh has had. Um, maybe ever, but certainly uh, on Sunday he will be. Yeah, absolutely. The weekend is here. We're going to be upon us soon. I'll see you in Dallas on Saturday. I'm looking forward to your work at Samaversary. I'll be watching that on Sunday on the Fight app. I'm a big fan of the Fight app. You've got, if you've got Wi-Fi, folks, and a smart device, you can watch wrestling, martial arts, and all kinds of stuff from around the globe right there on your, on your smart device, your phone, your iPad, whatever. And I finally figured out how to get my iPad signal to my television, my Apple TV, so now I'm... I think I'm a technical genius. I'm not. But I uh, will watch your performance on Sunday on a 65-inch instead of my iPad. <laughs> a little different. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Slammiversary. We didn't, really, we didn't really talk about the match, but it's uh, me versus Phoenix versus Rich Swan versus Tazi Shimori, who's, uh, who's with Edge Band. And um, I think the talent in this match speaks for itself, but I'll just leave it to say that I am planning on stealing the Slammiversary. And um, looking forward to coming back to Impact with that match. There you go. There you go. Listen, man, I'm really proud of what all you're doing. Uh, give me a real quick update on uh, Boone the Bounty Hunter DVDs. Where can the people get them uh, and uh, and enjoy them? Because it's a. I'm really impressed with your work there, man. You did a really, really good job. And I'm. I'm I wish more fans would take a moment to access that DVD because I think they'd really, really dig it. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's a uh, Blue the Bounty Hunter is available on DVD at Walmart and especially at Dollar General. Um, we also finalized our deal with Netflix, so Boone is available on Netflix now through March of 2019. And um, the the movie has been 
performing uh, better than uh, this, the distribution company Vision Films expected and um, better than Sony expected. It's, uh, it's really exceeding expectations, and uh, it's been working out really well. I mean, and probably more important than that, it's a, it's a thing I've done outside of wrestling that I'm the most proud of. I bet, man. You should be. And by, by the way, on that note, has uh, Dwayne Dog Chapman sent any uh, any uh, text messages inquiring why you're stealing his gimmick? <laughs> no, but um, if, if he ever does, uh, I'll, I'll be ready. And um, yeah, you, yeah. I'm the one who steal it. I'm just borrowing it. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And whatever you do when you're dealing with the dog, just watch out for Leland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does the heavy lifting. And, and, and smartly so. Well, listen, man, yeah. look, uh, safe travel. I hope all your flights are on time. You have no mechanicals. Good luck with at MLW this week. Folks, MLW.com gives you all the information on tickets, matches, venues, times, everything. MLW.com. And then we'll see Johnny and his new bride uh, in at South Fork Ranch. It'll be a... It'll be really cool because that's, that's that's such a historical place, and like you said, uh, Jerry Bostic thinking outside the the box on that deal, without a doubt. Yeah, and remember, yeah, folks, right. that uh, WorldClassProWrestling.com has tickets for that, and I'm suggesting to all of you that wherever John is appearing, most of the tickets are are also available the day of the event at the venue. So uh, don't miss out on that stuff. Check out Boone the Bounty Hunter and John. Look, man, uh, have a great travel weekend. Uh, and thanks for jumping on with us, man. You're always a great guest, and I can't wait to talk to you in person on Saturday. Look forward to seeing you. Um, Kira told me to tell you she says hi, by the way, and she's looking forward to meeting you on Saturday. And um, have, a, have a good one. I'll be in touch. I, I, I will uh, look forward to all that on Saturday and, 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 and beyond. And, and uh, anything I can do to help you out, you know I'm a phone call away, as always. Same goes for me. <laughs> great talking to you, Kira. Okay, John. Take care, buddy. Take care. Want to catch up on our latest five-star reviews? Over 1,000 five-star ratings so far. We've only been around here since uh, April on the mighty Westwood One. Uh, Petty's back in town says, good old JR shows his gigantic wealth of knowledge in sports entertainment and life. We love you, JR. Thank you. God dang, I could have written that better myself. Thank you very much. That's very nice. And thanks for the five-star rating, my man. Uh, El Mejor Nobre says, I wasn't the biggest fan about three or four years ago. (laughs) That's a good way to start. The show seemed kind of slow-moving. Agreed. How about directionless? But I recently started listening again a few months back, and it's my favorite podcast. Well, you should... Thank producer Ted and Raphael Morphy. Uh, we got a great team. We have a, the best teams ever I've been around in this audio business. Uh, and they, they make this thing really, really good. Uh, it's just amazing how much you learn about wrestling, listen to the show, not to mention the interesting perspective of ring psychology uh, to one of the best callers in wrestling. And on occasion, you'll hear JR say, oh, my God, did you see that? In hilarious voice. Thank you very much. Thanks for those five-star ratings at Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd need that five-star rating and a review. We thank you for that. Be sure to check out the new Westwood One podcast app. Uh, it's home to some great, great audio, folks. Some real Slavonocker audio comes your way. 
Uh, you got 83 weeks with Bischoff and Connie. <laughs> oh, my God. Connie's getting married. He'll be off the market. Uh, great, great podcasters, including 83 weeks, as I mentioned. Talk is Jericho, who will be my guest next week here on the program, Chris Jericho. Uh, keeping it 100 with Conan. My friend Carlos does a hell of a job there with his, his sidekicks. The Raven Effect, still one of the smartest guys in the room. Oh, Scotty. And, and so much more. So all you got to do is this. Just search Westwood One Podcast in the app and Google Play Stores today. Uh, download it. It's free. You'll be very happy that you did. And uh, it's a great way to access a lot of great podcasts in one spot. Westwood One Podcast app. Get it now. Uh, and by the way, follow me on Twitter if you don't mind, at JR's BBQ. I saw a lot of guys lost a ton of uh, followers. Mine went down from 1.7 million to 1.6 something million. So I lost a good, you know, 100,000 maybe. I don't know what happened. That stuff's way out of my pay grade. Hell, I don't know. I can't control it. So why should I worry about it, right? So if you'd like to uh, follow me at JRSBBQ, that's the place. And then, of course, we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Thanks to Sean Creedle. Sean, my man in Baltimore. One of the right hand men of Danny McDivitt. Jim Ross BBQ. That's what it is. Jim Ross BBQ, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and again, uh, we want to thank you guys for making a slobber knocker, my life in wrestling. Uh, Amazon told, told us this week it's the number one selling biography in all of sports, not just wrestling, but all of sports. Uh, and it's just amazing. I'm so blessed. It's almost, it's so, so humbling, really. And like I said earlier, the only thing I wish is that my wife, Jan, was such a big part of the, the creation of the book, the, the, the direction we took, the honesty we brought to it, because she insisted on all that. And, and be honest, and maybe you could help some people. And when I talked about my prescription medication issues and things of that nature, it could happen to any of us folks. Can't be ashamed of it. Don't run away from it. Stand up if you've got an issue. Find help. Get help. Change, change your ways. And you can do that. If I did it, why the hell can't you? I don't understand. Remember what Granny said, Jimmy, somebody's going to do it. Why not you? So I'm saying to you, why not you? Why can't you quit smoking? Why can't you uh, monitor your drinking, uh, your diet, all kinds of things that can help you live longer? Really important. It's pretty common sense stuff, right? Uh, so thank you for that. Sovereign Ocker is doing great at Amazon.com. Uh, the soft cover will be about out. I guess this fall. We'll know more about that soon. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, this Saturday, I'll be in the Metroplex at South Fork Ranch. Wow. That's a something, huh? What a what iconic scene that's going to be. And uh, I, 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 that'll be fun. Wish my mama was around to see that. She loved Dallas, boy. Ooh, big fan. It was an upscale soap opera in prime time. So, and, and Lucy Ewing will be there. Boy, did I have a crush on her back in the day. Let's see how that plays out on Saturday. Is she married? Who knows? I don't know. I'll, I'll Google it. And remember, folks, next week, Chris Jericho is going to be here, the, the mastermind of the ChrisJerichoCruise.com, where you can join us, Jerry, Jerry Lawler, myself, so many other major wrestling stars there. And, boy, I got the announcement this week. I, I thought, this, guy, this can't be true. This can't be right. One time only, Chris Jericho and the Young Bucks will take on Kenny Omega, Cody, 
and Marty Sherl. And that's big. That's really big. If there's, if there's not a 20 reasons to join us on the cruise, that's the one you need to remember. That match is going to be epic. So why wouldn't you want to see it? You got to get, you got to get there. Uh, you got to get, it's not going to be on TV, by the way. You got to be on the cruise. And the way you do that is go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com and see what's available. And the cabins are going fast, but there is room for you if you act now. That's simple. So we we'll look forward to talking to Chrissy next week. I'll be in Los Angeles next week doing some more voiceovers for Access TV. Uh, and we will we'll try to do better. We'll try to do better. That's all I can tell you. I'm being half-ass facetious. We always try to do better. And uh, Josh Barnett and I'll be watching over some matches. I'm assuming from the G1. So should be fun. And I'll be there. And then I'm flying to London next week on Wednesday. And I'll be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the London Comic Con. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. Meeting a lot of, a lot of fans, a lot of friends. It's going to be a good trip. Good trip. So until then, remember, a new show drops every week, every Wednesday, on the Mighty Westwood One, from the Mighty Westwood One. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Remember to subscribe, leave us a five-star rating. And uh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, when Chrissy Jericho joins me, it'll be free-for-all. I can tell you that. we got a lot of ground to cover. And he's a, he's a pretty good booker. He's gonna get, he's, I'm going to ask him some booking questions, just like I asked John Hennigan today. Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact. Johnny got did us, gave us some uh, solid information on booking today, so uh, we'll have more of that with Chris Jericho next week, to more to a bigger degree. So uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get back in my black truck. I'm going to head back down I-35 South to Norman, and uh, until uh, next Wednesday. I am good old J.R. Jim Ross saying thank you so much, folks, for joining us. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening to all the great podcasts here on Westwood One. I put them all over. Even though it's not always reciprocal, I'm going to still put your asses over because that's just what I do. As Mark Henry would say, it's what I do. It's what I do. Strong guy. He almost hurt me one night. Great. Then I said, hey, Mark, loosen up. And then I got ridiculed on, online. J.R.'s a puss. He... He couldn't handle it. And I was trying to sell the strongest man in the world, folks. That's, he wasn't hurting me. He's a professional. But, but that was not the image we wanted to create, right? So uh, in any event, I digressed again. I'm off the road. I'm back in my truck. I'm back down I-35 South. And I'll see you next week. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to J.R. Jim Ross saying so long, everybody. Westwood One Podcast Network. Talk is Jericho with Chris Jericho. And my guest, original Metallica bassist, Ron McGovney. I never really tried out to be in the band. I was there, I was available, and it was never going to be a long-term thing until they found somebody, you know, that for, fit that vibe better. Right. Talk is Jericho. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free from the Westwood One Podcast Network. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.